Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. This next interview is one we aired a few years ago. It's uh, Susan Whitaker. She was the commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, but she gave us such great information. It's still all valid. It's still wonderful ideas for a getaway right here in Tennessee, and she delivered it with such fun and passion. We're going to air this one again. Hope it helps you plan your next perfect vacation. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be back here with you. You're one of the most passionate, excited, fun people I've ever met. Thank you. It's just fun talking with you. I think everybody likes to talk about and dream about vacations. Even when you start on a website, you get on the internet. Yeah. And of course, we have tnvacation.com. That's where we put all this information about everything in Tennessee. As soon as you get on there, we want people to think, I am starting this vacation right now. I think your blood pressure starts going down instantly. I agree. You're just like, <sighs> yeah. let's mm-hmm. tell people what some of the incredible places are to go in Tennessee and some of the things we'll find at that website. Well, the thing that's so amazing about Tennessee, and we have our three great Grand regions. Each have got millions of things to do. So trying to determine exactly what you want to do at any one given time is the hardest challenge at all. We have got so many different kinds of things, depending on whether you want to get out and hike, whether you want to get out and canoe, kayak, because truly Tennessee is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. The Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which is over in East Tennessee and is the most visited national park in the entire United States. If you added two and three together, Grand Canyon and Yosemite doesn't even come close to number one, which is great. Smoky Mountains. And yeah, I mean, they have just become so worldwide known. But here it is in our backyard. And that is the thing. People will travel around the world to come to the CMA Festival. They'll come around the world to go to Memphis and May. We have places, Elvis Presley's Graceland. We have the Country Music Hall of Fame. We have the Grand Old Opry. These are places that everyone around the world that people say, I've got to get there. This is on my bucket list of things to do. And we live here. True. And of course, places like our wonderful state parks. We now have 54 state parks. Those parks are great resources, not just for those people who are from Tennessee. They're meant for recreational use for those folks. But also when we bring our friends, people will come for miles around because they've heard about these incredible state parks. And you can go on and and learn about them on TNVacation.com, too. So we want to make sure we've got that outdoor adventure, kind of a map guide for people to be able to come and take a look. And also places that we can go and see, antiquing, just getting in the car and visiting folks that I would never get a chance to normally visit. You said antiquing. You made me think, do we consider like the mile-long yard sales and all of that stuff? Is that part of Um, our tourism? Absolutely. You know, I was just looking at that today. It is the longest yard sale. It's on Highway 127. It starts like in Jamestown, but it goes and goes and goes and goes. It's It's not just a mile long anymore. Oh, no. It's hundreds of miles long. And there's so many yard sales that you can see along the way. It's become, though, more than just a yard sale because people come and they just have a great time visiting the small towns along the way and visiting with each other. It's become a phenomenon. So you don't want to miss that either. If you're a yard sale fan, where else can you go to the world's largest yard sale except here in Tennessee? And it's 675 miles long. So you're going to want to allow a lot of time to go. And a lot of cash and a lot of trunk room in your car. Yes, yes. Well, one of the things that I'm most excited about is our Discover Tennessee trails and byways. We have these trails that are clearly marked out now and you have little pamphlets about each of these different trails and byways? This trail's 
program has absolutely revolutionized what we do. Oh, it's so and fun. This, this came about a couple years ago. We were approached by a private citizen down in Leapers Fork in Williamson County. And he said, you know, we've got this incredible place, Leapers Fork, that's kind of gotten on the map now. It's a wonderful, fun, small town. And we know that just down the road from us in Murray County, there's all kinds of wonderful historic homes. And there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of fun little shops. People really like this. And we'd like to create a trail. So we helped them create the old Tennessee Trail. And at the time, we thought, you know what? That is such a good idea. Can we steal that idea and now use it for all 95 counties throughout the state? Wow. And so we now have 16 trails. They start in the major metro population areas, the places that we know that people will come and visit. Like what? Like Nashville. Chattanooga, Memphis, Jackson, over in the Great Smoky Mountains. And we just want people, when they come in, they can get online to tnvacation.com and look for the trails, Discover Tennessee Trails and Byways. They can also look for a brochure. And those brochures are in different hotels. They're in our visitor centers. And there are 16 of the trails. They all have fun names. Some of the ones right here in Nashville are Ring of Fire, (laughs) uh, going up through Sumner County. And it's a lot of fun. And just each one of them has hundreds of miles and lots and lots of points of interest. We have the Promised Land one that goes out towards kind of the Cumberland Plateau leading out of Nashville. There's the Jack Trail. You the know, Jack the Jack, our oh, famous funny. Jack Daniel, which is actually an international brand. When we have international folks come to Tennessee, they want to know, where is that Jack Daniels made? And they think it's hilarious that it is in a dry county. I'm not even somebody who drinks, and I enjoy the tour. It's so much fun to go and see how this was made. It's just in a beautiful area, you know, down there in Lynchburg. These people are real. And that's the thing about Tennessee that just, I think, takes everyone by surprise. They're expecting to see beauty. They're expecting to hear music. They're really not expecting to be treated like a guest instead of just a visitor or a tourist. Oh. People treat you like your family. And I think it's why once people come and sample Tennessee's hospitality, they come back over and over. You know, there's something, though, that's very genuine about the people of Tennessee. There's music in their DNA. Everywhere you go, our festivals, you know, we have over 600, 800 festivals every year, as big as Bonnaroo and CMA Fest. And then you've got little festivals that are throughout the state, the Smithville. Fiddler's Jamboree. Fiddler's Jamboree, wonderful. I want to talk about the festivals in just a second. But before we get too far off, I want to ask you to tell people a little bit about what's in those brochures specifically, because I think you've come up with some amazing information, Really important things. Well, we want to give people a comfort level and getting out on the back road. So we thought, what would that take? If I'm in their shoes and I've gone someplace new, what's going to make me feel comfortable? A, I want to know what's on the trail, so all the points of interest and why I would be interested so I can self-select. But then also, where are the restrooms? Yes. If I've got a car full of kids and I need to know where I'm going to be able to stop. I want to know what kind of places there are that we're going to be able to eat. I want to know if I'm over in East Tennessee and I see a bear, what should I do? Leave the bear alone. You know, it's we'll put that in the trail because we went to the experts in each one of these regions and said, what would you tell your visitors? Oh. What do they need to know? So these local communities created these local trail committees, and they're the ones that told us what to put in these brochures. And we're working on doing a mobile site. So as people travel, they're going to be able to use their smartphones and be oh, able to get those. Nice. So that's our next phase. And looking forward to doing that. But we really do want people to know, you know, where's the cell phone service? You know, if 
if I'm going to lose it, where am I going to lose it? And how quickly am I going to get it back again? True. We wanted to mark those kinds of things. We wanted to mark the distances between things so they could say, well, maybe we can't do it all in one day. So this much of the trail we'll do today. And maybe we'll go back and do this much the next day or on our next trip. Motorcycle enthusiasts love these brochures. They're always looking for great trails that they can get out there and, and see things. And one interesting statistic that just came back to us, DK Shiflet, which is a research firm, said that people who come to Tennessee are three times more likely to include an outdoor activity in their vacation. Well, that should not come as a great surprise because it's such a beautiful state. But three times more likely, people love to get outside. And I think the people who live here want to know, where can I go? Where are those great places I can launch a kayak? Where can I go and just have a wonderful hike? Places that they can go and take a bike. So we want to make sure we are putting that kind of information into these brochures or on tnvacation.com for the Discover Tennessee Trails and Byways. Those are places that people can go now and find out those kind of off the beaten path adventures. If they go to tnvacation.com, will they also find the links to, say, Chattanooga to find more information about that specifically? Absolutely. One of the things we know people travel regionally. If I'm going to go someplace, I generally know I'm either going to go to Nashville or in that area. I'm going to go to Chattanooga. So we have things divided up by region. Oh. So that people can say, okay, I'm going to be in Bell Buckle. What's happening in Bell Buckle outside of Nashville? Well, you don't want to miss the RC and Moon Pie Festival. Those are the kinds of things that we want to make sure that as people come into town, that they know all the different things that could be happening. Even the small town adventures. You know, you were talking about the festivals. There's some festivals right now that are coming out that I didn't even know about. The Perry County one, I yes, think, right? Yes, Music on Main Street in Perry County. And that's <laughs> a free event with great music every Saturday night, alternating between Linden and Lobelville. And through August, we have the Streets of Indian Lakes in Hendersonville. They're having music out there. Gallatin hosts a third Thursday on Main. And in Sparta, there's Bluegrass at the Amphitheater the third Friday of the month now through October. I can hardly keep up with these things. You know, I live down in Franklin, and we have these incredible things that happen out on Carton Plantation. It's obviously a a Civil War history so rich that you'll want to go and take those heritage tours. But then if you want to come back, they have these great concerts. I just think depending on what you're in the mood for, you go, I want to take a hike. I like to take a hike. I like to tell my grandkids to take a hike sometimes. So (laughs) at least I'll give them a place where they can go. Susan Whitaker, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Boom, boom. (laughs) And we're talking about Tennessee and all of the fun things to do here in Tennessee. Now, you said that our only problem is kind of narrowing things down. I think we're about to make that problem worse because you mentioned something about caves. Yes. And places actually basically that people don't think of first thing when they think of someplace to get out. But we need to. Yes. Over by McMinnville, there's a new thing over there, Bluegrass Underground, which is near McMinnville. And it's in one of the caverns down there, one of the caves. The guys who were doing over at the Loveless Barn, the music over there on Wednesday nights, I call them the two Todds. They came up with this idea to do music underground. You can go to the Bluegrass Underground concerts. Vince Gills played down there and they taped them. They're actually shown on PBS. So they're introducing a whole new audience to Middle Tennessee, an area of Middle Tennessee that we never thought about. But there are 8,600 caves in this state. And that's probably because we have all these wonderful waterways and springs and things like that that have kind of carved out this incredible maze down there. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in going underground where, you know, there's all kinds of new adventure there, you can do that. I bet most of the people listening in their entire lives have not been in a cave underground somewhere. I think you're right. And of course, Ruby Falls has been 
been named by one of the websites that lists and ranks waterfalls, underground waterfalls. It was ranked number two in the world. Wow. How often do you have one of those things in your backyard? You know, if you want high adventure, I need to tell you on our TNVacation.com, we have started a summer website that's all about activating your adrenaline for summer. And it's all about the high, high adventure kinds of things like kayaking, like going spelunking. In fact, we have an adrenaline-o-meter that you can actually, going from kind of peaceful to very, very exciting, it will rank the kind of adventures that you bring up on the website using that. So that's a, a kind of a fun feature. So you want to go on and look at the summer site. That'll help you find the outdoor adventure and let you know whether it's for you or whether it's for your teenage kids or whether it's for you know somebody that is really looking for something to challenge themselves. You can do that all in Tennessee. You don't have to cross a border and you can have one of the best vacations you have ever had. Is there a specific trail that is more popular for the bikers? One in particular that they go, this is the one. Well, the Natchez Trace is a great one. But, you know, after they've done that, they're looking for other ones. And we have actually one of our Discover Tennessee Trails and Byways is called the Nashville's Trace because we used the eight counties that came off of that Natchez Trace and told people what they could do if they went off the road there, what they might find. But the Avery Trace is on that trail, as I believe it's also on the Promised Land Trail. And any one of these trails is just the kind of thing. And I would say just as it would be for from motorcyclists who just loves going out and looking at the beauty, but also wants to stop and have some interesting, maybe Civil War history, which our Civil War trail now, we have about 250 interpretive markers throughout the state in 77 counties. Wow. That's just exploded over the last few years. And we've printed a million and a half map guides for the Civil War trails. People can get those at the visitor center. They can also go to tnvacation.com and download the PDFs there. You know, there's just so much about the history of Tennessee that's fascinating. Civil War sesquicentennial is going on right now, which means 150th commemoration. And so we wanted to make sure people, as they came through, came through the whole state and stopped along the way at the various sites. True. So all of the, for the next several years, as we commemorate Stones River down in Murfreesboro, Battle of Franklin, which was a huge and very bloody and terrifying battle that will be commemorated 150th in 2014. But even now, it wouldn't matter if you went today, you could find out all about the history in each one of these incredible sites. And it's not just about the battles. It's about what happened there. How did it affect the home front? We lost a generation of husbands and sons. These women who were left alone suddenly had to take care of their own homesteads by themselves, changed the world for them, rocked their world forever. And the stories of those kinds of things are on these trails. I think as we take vacations, we want to have a good time. We want to uh, hear the music. We want to definitely meet the people and have that authentic experience with those folks. But I'll tell you what, we also want to know, why are they the way they are? What's the history? If you're looking for real people, real history, gripping stories of people who loved and people who lost a lot and came back from it. And they are stronger. And there was a lot of bloodshed in this state. The second greatest number of battles fought in the Civil War fought right here in Tennessee. And I think it's really interesting for us to understand how that's affected who we are as a people. If we go to TNVacation.com, will we see more of those stories there or will we see the stories at the actual site itself along with the markers? You'll see a kind of a teasing of those stories, but you really want to get out and take the trails. You want to get out to the sites because you'll actually stand at the interpretive 
marker that gives the history of that area. So as you're standing there looking at it and you look up, you're looking exactly at where it happened. Now, it may be a battlefield, but it may be a home. It may be a place where somebody was standing. There's a house over in West Tennessee where it was a shop and a little boy was in his dad's arm and they watched this huge army. It was a Union army go by. It was more people he'd ever seen in his whole life. And they were going down to the big battle that happened down there by Clifton. And so he later talked about that story and what that did to him. And that store is still there, that general store. So the marker is there. The first time I drove up to that marker, there was a man that was stopped there with plates from Texas. And he was just standing and reading about it and looking over. There are people, that's what they want to do on their vacations. They want to know about the history of an area, maybe specifically about Civil War history, revolutionary history. Obviously, that era took place right here, too, you know, over in East Tennessee, Elizabethton. You go over to our oldest city, Jonesboro, where they have the Storytelling Festival in October. There is so much history in each one of those areas. Kingsport, the Battle of Kingsport. It's just incredible. While I have you here, and I'm throwing a curveball at you here, and you may not know this, but since you do seem so knowledgeable about so much of Tennessee's history, okay, we have that statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest on the horse. And people always talk about, well, that just is like gold and silver. And what the heck is that? Do you know the history on that? I don't that? know the history of that particular um, statue. I will tell you the history of General Forrest is very interesting. He was the one that Abraham Lincoln said was the most dangerous general here. He was that good. Even for battles that were lost, as in the Battle of Franklin for the Confederacy, he was the one always that seemed to have great ability to be able to just map out a strategy, kind of the general patents of the world. He is one of those characters. But his history as a general and as a somebody who could strategize as a military man is, I guess, one of those things that it was a surprise to me and I found it very interesting. And the battles that he was involved with in Tennessee stretch across a large portion of Tennessee. So several of the markers throughout Tennessee have little bits and pieces of the story about about him. Interesting. Is there anything else that we need to make sure and mention that I've neglected to ask about? You know, there's so many things. We know how to make great fun and great family time and great just go and kick back and have a barbecue and beer or something and just kick back and have a great time, even as we're soaking up the history. So, you know, we just kind of combine it together so you can take your kids with you. They're going to learn something. Don't even know it. You know, they're smiling. And don't tell them. You know, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. And they're going to have so much fun. And they're also going to remember things that if they'd read it in a book, probably in eyes and out the ears, but they're going to remember it because they actually experienced it while they were on the site there. What's the difference in a trail and a byway or a federal byway? The byways, they're national, federally recognized, and they get special funding and special recognition as a national scenic byway. It's very hard to become one. We have five in the state. Uh, several of those are brand new ones over the last several years, and that took a lot of hard work for the communities. It's a beautiful highway. It has to have archaeological significance. It has to have historical significance, be accessible, so it's something that people can go and traverse and not feel like they're going to blow out a tire on the gravel. True. And we have our first big one that we had was Cherahela Skyway, which is a beautiful area down by Chattanooga. And another big one now is the Great River Road coming out of Memphis, heading straight up along the Mississippi River. Beautiful, beautiful road. That area over there worked 
for years to get that to be recognized as a national scenic byway. So we included all of our scenic byways, and that's why we call it the trails and byways. And we have also then some other scenic byways that are state-designated scenic byways. And you'll see the little mockingbird, you know, a, a trail. Those kinds of trails are ones that could, if they continue to have this National Scenic Byways program, and I think that's kind of up in limbo right now. I don't know if they have the funding for it. Uh, So I'm glad we have our five. Sure. But those scenic byways that are just state designated are also beautiful places. The Natchez Trace is another scenic byway. We just happen to be blessed with some absolutely gorgeous areas. What is Natchez Trace? What does that mean? What is the origin of that? The terminus of it, they say, is up by the Loveless Barn in Nashville. And so you can get on that, and it's actually the same trail. There's an old Natchez Trace that you can get off and see, but this was the main dirt highway of getting goods and services back and forth up and down into Natchez, Mississippi. So it runs through the three states. It actually goes through Alabama for just a short time. The longest part of that, even though it's got a name Natchez from Mississippi, the longest part of the trail is actually, or the trace is actually in Tennessee. It's meant to be just kick back, take a nice drive. If you're in a hurry, don't take the Natchez trace, but just go and if you want to, you can pull off. There's some very interesting scenic pull-offs there and, and history. Meriwether Lewis, they just had a federally recognized place now for Meriwether Lewis where he was found dead. They don't know if it was a suicide. They don't know if it was foul play or what had happened, but there is now a commemorative area that was done for him, and you can go pull off there off the trace and, and look into that. Lewis and Clark, after they had done all of this great work going out to Oregon and back, and well, when uh-huh. they came back, people weren't as excited about them as we now are excited oh. about what they did. And so there was depression, and there's a story there. Oh it's goodness. really interesting. And if you go to the Meriwether Lewis commemorative area, if you're on the Natchez Trace, it's right there. You can pull right off, and it is fascinating, the history there. And you said Natchez, Mississippi. Is that because we got things through off the water? The River. Off the River. It was a route that people took. It makes sense. And it just seemed like, you know, obviously there were a lot of people that were moving in here to this neck of the woods because it was so beautiful. They have the lakes, they have the rivers. It's funny how the rails, the railroads and the rivers made such a huge difference sure. in the Civil War. Well, not just for warfare, but just for, you know, manufacturing, getting goods and services back and forth, people being able to get to places. These rivers that we have in Tennessee absolutely changed the way people got around. And so they wanted to make sure that they were coming to Nashville right on a river, Chattanooga right on a river, Knoxville right on a river. So all of these Mississippi right on a river. These, you know, we start looking at these major cities that we have here. The history comes out of that river. Oh, my goodness. And so I just think it's kind of fun to go back and say, okay, so what were those people that were coming up? They were adventurers. Yeah. Who gets in a boat and doesn't even know where they're going? These are the kind of pioneer folks that got out here. And I think that's what makes the people here so much fun. I mean, they're just adventurous people. Don't we have more waterways and rivers and lakes than a whole lot of... Oh, I would say so. I don't know the exact number or what our ranking would be, but just every time I've ever been up in an airplane, whether I'm flying into Nashville or coming going across the state... It's amazing. First of all, it's so green and lush True. and gorgeous. And you're thinking, wow, are there cities down there? Because we think of all of our big cities. <laughs> but there's, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful place. And just to see 
all of the rivers crisscrossing and streams and lakes everywhere and Mm -hmm. places where we've dammed up the water so that we can actually have it for recreational purposes and boating. But I think, yeah, if you launch into Knoxville, there used to be the Knoxville 600, and I don't know if they're still doing it on water skis, but they would take these long, long rides down all through the Tennessee River and end up in West Tennessee. And it was for a charitable organization. I think it was for children's hospitals. And when I say water skis, it was one of those jet skis, not water skis. That would have been a really long trip on water skis. But they would just love being out on the river. Sure. It was so much fun. They could stop and along the way because there's just great places to visit. And don't we all love to eat, too? I mean, we're always looking for great places to eat in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Don't it's we have them? unbelievable. And, you know, the Jack Daniel Barbecue Contest in October. That's right. We do tend to fun. celebrate the foods that we love. We have yes. cornbread festivals and biscuit festivals. And I think there's a ba- there, and moon pie and, and bacon. And oh, yeah. There's some place I just discovered recently. Apparently, we've had it for a little bit. The I think it's called the Gray Archaeological yes. Site. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you found it. So excited about it, that. It's right outside of Jonesboro. And the story behind this is fascinating. TDOT, our transportation folks, were supposed to clear land for a highway intersection. And thank heaven, somebody had the good sense to stop because when they started moving, bulldozing in this one area, they found bones. And they're like, wait a minute, we've got to stop here. Now, they could have just bulldozed. So, I mean, thank heaven some people in Tennessee go, wait a minute, our history matters, our heritage matters. So they brought in archaeologists. It is the largest Miocene era. We're talking prehistoric. Like finding, archaeological find. I think they said four and a half to seven million years old. Yes, and that they have these bones from these incredible, you know, these jaguar, whatever. I'm going to say the wrong name for these things. You've got to go and see. People come from around the world to see this. And it was just not, I think, maybe 10 years ago than this first happened. They are still uncovering this area. They have a beautiful center there now that East Tennessee State, they got involved with this and they've been able to lend their expertise to this. But it's a tourist stop also. They said they just discovered the bones of another giant red panda. And we had already had the only one in the Western Hemisphere or something like that. And I didn't even hear about this latest. I need to get over there again. Oh, my gosh. It's really fascinating. I mean, you think about, we know we've got incredible history and we think about Revolutionary War, we think about, but even that's only, what, 250 years old. (laughs) We're talking about, yes, there's incredible history here. The Indian mounds that are over in West Tennessee. Again, I mean, just depending on what you want to do with your vacation. And I think this is a great time. You sneak that education in on the kids and they're just having a great time getting out there and discovering for themselves. And they let the kids go and, you know, and see where the bones are being dug up and how carefully the archaeologists are with those and what they're able to learn about the era and about the area, who was there, what kind of animals were feeding there. I think it's just fun to be able to integrate the two, kind of an entertainment, educational experience. You slip it in. They don't even know they're smiling. (laughs) Give them an ice cream cone afterwards. And it's like, yay, let's do that again. If we go to TNVacation.com, can we search by our favorite topics? Like if I I can search hike or I can search archaeology or I can search fossils or something like that. Great question. Yes, we have a little Chattanooga Choo Choo search. <laughs> so, you know, you just type in there what you want to search for. And that's where, you know, people can, it'll bring you to pages full of the kinds of activities that you're looking for. And I would recommend also, if you want something in your hand, get a hold of the Tennessee Vacation Guide. It's yours for the asking. It's about 200 pages worth of information. It'll wow. give you lodging information, which, you know, if you're going to take a little day trip, that's great. But if you decide you want to do a couple of days, there's no better place than in Tennessee. You know, maybe head a few hundred miles away and 
There's campgrounds. The information for that is in there. There's plenty of information about bed and breakfast, plenty of information about the hotel chains and the uh, small hotels and mom and pops. We have it all. You want a five-star? The Hermitage Hotel downtown Nashville is one of the most beautiful places. It's a five-star hotel. The Peabody, the Opryland, you know, Gaylord Opryland. So many different places in Pigeon Forge, different price points. Because we realize when people travel, not everybody's got loaded with dollars, but they still deserve a great family vacation. And that's where I love the fact that in Tennessee, we make sure that all of those price points are covered. If you just want to spend a little, you can do that. If you want to camp out, you can do that. If you decide you this is our 25th anniversary, we're going to really play it up big. I recommend, you know, there's Blackberry Farms over in Wallen, Tennessee, and it's right in the Smokies. It is the number one spa rated by Travel and Leisure magazine as far as a destination spa. I haven't even stayed there a yet. Number one I've been there. It is the number one destination spa. For it's out in the country overlooking the Smokies. It's gorgeous, but it is not inexpensive, uh, but it'll stand up there with any spa around the world as far as the experience, everything, the food is homegrown there. It's what they call the farm to table. Their chef uses all the locally grown foods. They make their own cheeses. They have got the milk and it, it's just one of those things where you're going, this is in Tennessee too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to some of the adventures and, and wonderful places, but every once in a while, something like that will pop up on my radar and I'll go, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So it's not just a little homespun kind of thing. We Ooh. have it all ranging from any price range. Uh, this is where the celebrities will be. You'll be rubbing shoulders with celebrities if you go there. But I've visited and just had a chance to go through there and it was such fun to just look at the grounds. And so, you know, we, we've got great places to go no matter what you want to spend. Everybody deserves to have a great vacation. Doesn't matter how many dollars you have to spend. If you come to Tennessee, you are guaranteed to have the best vacation you could possibly have for the dollars you have. Susan Whitaker, she was the commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks. Make sure you join us next Sunday. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus. Focus.